You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Six to one, the Rangers lead in the top of the ninth. Feliz the high set. Here comes the pitch. Breaking ball, strike three call. The Rangers are going to the World Series. You are locked on the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, senior sports producer for the Dallas Morning News. Joined as always by Morgan Price of Lone Star Ball. Morgan, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I am good. Baseball is back. The Rangers are in surprise. We're seeing pictures of them in their gear, throwing baseballs, and it just, it feels right, Morgan. It, it feels right. It feels good. It makes me excited. Yeah, I think, I think my favorite part is like, there was only like, three tweet i like i literally like set the rangers on like notification alerts just so that i could see (laughs) everything that they were doing and they really only had like the one tweet i mean it's uh i mean today they tweeted this is recording this what is today wednesday yes yeah wednesday morning and so it's uh todd frazier's birthday so happy birthday todd frazier he looks a little different i think it's like the buzz Maybe he had a buzz like for the last like year or so, but I don't know. I feel like I remember him having hair. It just <laughs> he just looks kind of different. And maybe it's the Rangers jersey too. Um, anyway, basically they had like four pictures, and half of them were of Corey Kluber, and one of them is of Robinson Chirinos. And he tweeted about it. he's he's blessed to be back, and you know bless him. He just he looks right in Rangers gear. It just felt. It felt dirty seeing him in Astros gear last year, but I'm I'm so happy he's back, Morgan. How are you feeling about him? I it made me incredibly happy to see him back in Rangers gear. He's home <laughs> where he belongs. Yes. It it ju- you're right. It just feels right that he's in Rangers gear. We can just forget his last season. It's he was he was just gone. We won't talk about where. <laughs> But he, he's come back. We, we brought him back. We did. We did. And that's what matters. And we also get a bunch of pictures of Corey Kluber. Um, he looked he looked like a dad. Like he just, yeah. he looks like full dad. They also got a video of him uh, throwing long toss. But like, I feel like there, there's no other way for me to describe it. Like, it's just he looks like a dad. Like, he's got like the shorts and the white tennis shoes and like the t-shirt look and i don't know maybe it's like his expression too like i don't i can't put my finger on it why why do i think he looks is it just the white shoes i don't know what it is because honestly when i saw the pictures i was like wait who is that and i was like oh right we got Corey kluber he kind of looks like a coach like i don't know what it is like he just has some something about him just seems like he would be a pitching coach strong coach energy yeah that's what it is (laughs) Oh, I just looked at the... Okay, what is this? I'm looking at the Rangers' new header photo, and it's... They, they like, drew on these, like, squiggles. Like, it looks it looks weird. Like, it. I mean, it looks good, but, like, the, there's, like, little random, like, squiggles. It looks like they kind of tried to draw a baseball. So, like, the background picture is just, like, Arizona, and, like, there's these, like, 
big rock things but it's like not like a mountain or like a plateau i don't know what what it is or how to describe it it's just big weird hill like rock formations and then there's mike minor in the middle uh elvis on the right and joey on the left and then there's like these little like white lines that like and then these diamonds and greater than and less than so at least it looks weird you gotta go, you gotta go look it up like i don't I don't know what they were like. It looks good until you look at like the little like squiggles. Like you don't look that hard at it. Like oh, that's kind of cool. But then you like start to look at it, and it's like, who drew this? Like what, like small child <laughs> or very bad artist, like tried to draw these little diamonds? And why? I don't understand, Morgan. Why did they do this? Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm I, the why is is why because I don't. <laughs> Like, they could have just had a nice background of Arizona, I assume it's Arizona, and uh, the three players. Like, they didn't need the, the, the drawings of whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I just try not to understand them, because it's just easier. It really is. Um, and I like the little profile picture. They've got, like, uh, a little, like, wood sign with the, uh, the stupid TX logo. <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Now we're going to be staring at it for the next two months, probably complaining about how much it sucks because it just kind of does. So it's a wood sign. If you haven't looked at it, it's it's like a wood sign like that you like hang up on something, but it's hung around a cactus, and it's got the blue Texas and then the white TX. Just, ugh. They need to, they need, this needs to be the last they try this stupid TX thing because it's going to be on the freaking, what is it, the blue jerseys? Is that what the hat's the red be? Ones. The red ones. Oh, God, I forgot. They yeah. made the red ones. Ugh. The ones that I like most. You know, I think like, this is a personal attack on me. That's what this must be. Okay, the other, the other thing, speaking of hats, is when they debuted all the, the uniforms, Willie Calhoun was in the spring training one, and the hat had, like, the outline of Texas, whatever. But that's not what the hat is that they're wearing and that they just posted on their Instagram story with the uniform. I'm sorry, what? Like... They changed it up? Yeah, it's a different hat. Because Why it would was, they do that? It was supposed to be like the outline of Texas with the T on it. But when you go look at their Instagram story they just posted, they posted Lance Lynn's jersey with a hat. And it's the same hat that they wore yesterday in all the pictures, and it's not the same hat that they debuted. So I don't oh. know if they have two hats, or it just makes no sense. Okay, yeah, it's the it's like a T with like the Texas flag, uh, like on the T. Yeah. I do like it though. I like it much better. Maybe they gave up on the stupid TX <laughs> thing. Maybe we bullied them into it. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we have that much power, unfortunately. Well, not just us. Like the collective, like Rangers, Twitter slash fandom as a whole. Like we're we are not that powerful, but as as a whole, the Rangers collective fandom is powerful enough to maybe bully the Rangers into getting rid of that <laughs> stupid TX. Because I I didn't find a single person who liked the TX. Yeah. Like it just doesn't it doesn't fit on the stupid like make it smaller. Make yeah. it smaller. And center it, because it's not centered, and that also annoys me. Make it, like, a very small TX and just in, like, where Arlington is. Like, just do it there. 
That might even look stupider than this. I don't know. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a little bit more about the Astros cheating scandal and also who Joey Gallo is sharing a house with in surprise right after this. This spring, follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League spring training. There's amazing weather, all kinds of landscapes. It's beautiful out there in Arizona. Um, I've never been to a spring training yet, but I hear the, tech, the Cactus League is just so much fun uh, to follow the Rangers in spring training. Um, food's great. Um, Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. Um, follow, uh, there's 10 stadiums. There's 15 MLB teams there. Um, it's like 75 degree temperatures, like literally ideal for all kinds of, uh, well, spring weather and spring break. If you get a spring break right around then. You can explore museums featuring everything from native heritage to modern art to musical instruments from around the world. Yeah. Check off must-see destinations from your bucket list. Like, you know, the Grand Canyon. I hear it's, it's pretty nice to look at. Um, Monument Valley is there, Horseshoe Bend, and Tucson. There's all kinds of stuff in Arizona. There's also a ton of family-friendly resorts and hotels that offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. There's just so much to do there. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash springtraining. That's visitarizona.com slash springtraining. So I saw this on Instagram because, of course, I have Joey's Instagram stories on notifications. So Joey is actually sharing a house with Nomar and Delino. Yep. It makes my heart so happy and yeah. also sad, but, like, mostly happy. Like, yeah, we're still best buddies. We're still going to hang out in spring trading and, and live in the same place. Like, that's just, like, they took away Joey's friends, but he still finds a way to make time for his friends like that. It it genuinely makes me like so happy seeing that. Like I just couldn't stop smiling for like the whole day. But I, um, I almost feel like the trades have like made them all closer. Like since being traded, I swear Nomar and Delino have been hanging out more. Delino's gone to the Stars game and the Mavs game with Joey when it was Ranger nights. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seems like they're always hanging out, which is adorable. And the fact that. Now they're sharing a house in Arizona for spring training. Kind of just makes me like, wait, now I don't want them to be trade. Like, I understood the trades. Like, it made sense. I got it. But now there's part of we me that's un- like, oh, I wish it never happened. Untrade them, please. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> Joey needs his friends. He does. He does. He also needs good baseball players around them. But mainly he needs friends. And, you know, if we can have them be both. Like, I feel like he and Willie are going to be, like, pretty tight yeah. after this year. Um. But yeah, the main thing we want to talk about today is the Astros be cheating, and we want to not feel sorry for the Astros. So I think it was yesterday, or the day before that, um, the Astros were planning on having a team meeting on how they're going to address the cheating scandal publicly. And like, it wasn't even like, we're going to have a team meeting, but like, how we're going to apologize. Like, they were like, oh, I don't know if I really want to apologize. It's like... If you're genuinely contrite and sorry about being a bunch of freaking dirty cheaters, then you shouldn't have to have a meeting to discuss strategy on how you're going to apologize, Morgan. Is that is that your feeling? Yeah, because when the punishments were handed out that week, whatever, was that January? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Whenever it happened, and then, like, that weekend was their fan fest, and, like, they... They basically completely removed themselves from 
the that they cheated. It almost felt like they were like, well, you know, our GM and our manager's gone, and you know, they were the ones that cheated. It wasn't us. Like they fully just kind of like like they had no remorse whatsoever. I remember Altuve mostly focused on the fact that like, oh well, the buzzers that that wasn't a thing. Like we didn't use buzzers. I'm like, yes, but everything else was confirmed. Like you cheated. Just like I don't even care if you're if you don't if you don't actually feel sorry. Fake it. Pretend you're sorry. But do it like right away. Like now that you've you've been like, well, you know what? We're gonna apologize at spring training. Like they they basically came out and said that like a week after. Like well. Um, wasn't it their owner that was like, we'll, we'll have something ready by spring training. I'm like, well, that means nothing now. That's obviously a fake apology and you, you don't care. The only apology that I've seen that felt real and like genuine was Marwin Gonzalez. Yes. Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it was. Um, he's with the twins now. Um, yeah, he, he seemed genuinely remorseful. Um, he even apologized to players outside of the Astros that it affected. Like, I don't know if he was just saying it just because it was the right thing to say, but either way, he said it the first chance he got to, and it felt at least real. And he's so far the only one that's actually apologized because everyone else hasn't said anything. Um, I don't remember who the beat writer was at the top of my head. Was it John Heyman that was like, um praising them for apologizing i'm like none of them have apologized i bet it was Heyman. Heyman has has had some some bad takes lately to say the least he specifically said aj hinch i think he said jose jose altuve and i know he said keichel and i was like keichel spit half his interview saying well we didn't cheat every game like that makes it better (laughs) like he's still a bunch of cheaters gosh um Anyway, uh, the person who this I feel like affected the most is a, a pitcher named uh, who was it Mike uh, uh, Bolsinger. Bolsinger. Um, he was with the Toronto Blue Jays. He pitched one game in the majors. Mm-hmm. He faced eight batters and he reti- retired only one of them because the Astros were cheating hard that day. As uh, Banggate, Trashgate, whatever it was, uh, the guy who <laughs> like went and like found the number of like trash can hits per game there was like a crap ton this game yeah and so this guy just couldn't get anybody out and he's suing the astros because he hasn't been back to the major since and like it just completely messed with him and i remember there was this twitter thread of uh uh was it sean doolittle or was it his wife that was tweeting about like how much this affects players or like trying to like fix things that like weren't broken and it was sean it was Sean. Yeah. yeah. Just like how much it mentally affects pitchers of like, you're doing everything right. You're riding a hot streak. You're going to Houston and like they just destroy everything that you pitch. And like you think, all right, are my ca- mechanics broken? Or like, am I in my own head? Like, am I doing my pitch sequencing wrong? Like, what the heck is wrong? Yeah. And like, there's nothing that you're doing and it just messes with your mind and could put you in a slump for like a long, long time. And I feel like. I feel like this messed with, like, Mike Miner. I feel like every game that he started in Houston, like, this year, like, he would do really, 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 really well and then have, like, three or four solo home runs. Yeah. And I feel like those are the pitches that they were cheating. And it wasn't, like, just, like, watching games against the Astros, like, when, like, Miner or Lynn was there and dealing. Like, it just felt like the Astros absolutely, like, knew what pitch was coming. I don't know how to, like, explain it. 
but like it wasn't like they were guessing right on each pitch. It's like every single pitch, like even if it didn't make sense in like the pitch sequencing, like they just knew they sat back and like were absolutely ready for every single pitch. And it just like it was maddening. Like I don't know what it was. It's like I'd never seen it before. But it's just yeah. like kind of a gut feeling the last few years is that the Astros always knew exactly what was coming. Yeah, and specifically 2019, like I, I've tweeted it, but um, they the Rangers didn't went 0 and 9 at Houston, and I'm sure like at first you see that and you're like, okay, well the Rangers weren't that great last season, but they had a winning record against the Astros at home. They were six and four in Arlington against the Astros, so mm-hmm. to me that says they should have at least won one or two games in Houston. How did they win? none like and I know some of those games were fairly close and then towards the end is when the Rangers lost it but there there had to have been a few games where it was just like a little sketchy and I, I don't care if that makes me sound like a Homer fan I think it's reasonable <laughs> it's to... like mathemat- like it's not Homer it's like it's mathematically extremely unlikely for them to go oh right. nine. And I think it's very reasonable to question every game against the Astros now, considering it's been confirmed they've cheated and they don't care. And I think the biggest frustration is that not only are they not apologizing to like fans or whatever, but like it, they don't seem to understand how it affected the opposing teams, the opposing pitchers, especially like, and they don't care, which is the most frustrating thing is they just, they don't care. And that's what makes me mad is that baseball as a whole, like they just kind of tried to quickly do this investigation. And like, yeah, on the surface, the Jeff Luno and AJ Hinch firing are like, oh, wow, that's a lot. Um, but like, that's basically all they did. Like, yeah, they forfeited yeah. like a couple draft picks and like $5 million. Like that's literally nothing in the grand right. scheme of things. But like, there was no player accountability at all. There's like, oh yeah, it's not the players' fault. Yeah, the coaches did it. The players could could had no choice but to just go along with this. They definitely didn't want to and definitely didn't enjoy cheating and getting an unfair advantage. Like, no, there was like no player culpability at all. And it's crap. It's utter crap. Like you screwed up. Like this is honestly my in my mind, like a much bigger like black mark on you than using like steroids or um, some kind of other PEDs. Like this is literally like, the biggest advantage that you could possibly get on a baseball field. And, yeah. and there's just like basically no repercussions at all for the players. And it makes me like just so sad because I really liked a lot of the Astros players. I thought they mm-hmm. were like good people like Carlos Correa and Jose Altuve. Like this makes me not like Jose Altuve. Right. And he was like the most likable, one of the most likable players in baseball. Yeah. Like George Springer too. And that's just, it's honestly a bunch of crap that they're just sitting there like, like, yeah, yeah, no, we're fine. We're perfect angels. And oh no, Carlos Beltran made us cheat. Oh no, AJ Hinch made us cheat. No, freaking own up to the crappy yeah. thing that you did and start to be a better person. Because like in my mind, it's like, why aren't they going to go try and do this again? Like in some other sneakier way. Like, I bet they still, I absolutely think that they used the buzzers. Like, there's no way that they didn't. And I think that the MLB hurried the investigation so that it would look better on them. Because mm-hmm. if they found out like, that there was all this other stuff that I bet there was, then, like, it would make baseball look really bad. And baseball doesn't want to look really bad right now because they're trying to change 100 different things about 
their postseason and how they do like I just I I don't even want to get into that today because I haven't looked at it enough. But yeah. like the postseason proposed changes, we'll probably talk about that next week. But like baseball is in a bad way, and people who are running it don't really understand what the fans want and how bad this actually looks and is. And I think that might be one of the most disappointing things about all of this. And I I think when the report first came out, like my first thought when they didn't punish any players, like initially I was like, okay, I can understand that because how how are you going to prove who really benefited truly just from that and who just happened to have a good season that year? Like I kind of understood, I tried to understand it. Now there's a big part of me that's like, okay, well, at least Beltron should have gotten a punishment for sure because he's been named in every report and he's been consistently the one player that's been um, accused as being the, the leader of it, essentially, the player that like started it all. Like, how did he not get any kind of punishment? And I'm sure like it could still be coming because they still haven't um, punished Cora. So they're still looking into the Red Sox. Uh, cheating aspect but like how did Beltran not get anything from the Astros cheating scandal like how it it makes no sense because he seemed to be the one player that was specifically named alongside Alex Cora so how do you not punish him like yeah he got fired from the Mets but even that wasn't like that was kind of just like a well we kind of have to it wasn't even a fire yeah it wasn't even a firing it was literally just like mutually parting ways yeah yeah it was trash um, but yeah, in case you guys forgot, Carlos Beltran was Ranger for like a hot minute, 52 games. He was traded from New York to Texas for, um, oh God, I even forgot his name. Um, anyway, I got a guy who the Rangers drafted fourth overall, um, who ended up being, um, not great. Where is this? Um, Dylan Tate. Yeah. Eric Swanson, Nick Green and Dylan Tate. Um, Dylan Tate was the fourth overall pick. He was the the net result for 2014, the catastrophe that was that season, when the Rangers should have had the number one overall pick and drafted Bregman, um, but instead had a really good month of September for no freaking reason and ended up dropping all the way to the fourth pick. And the Astros ended up taking Bregman right ahead of them with the compensation pick they got for not signing their number one overall pick the year before that. Um, so that's all fine and good. And basically he was traded for half a season of a mediocre Carlos Beltran, um, and then ended up getting traded from the Yankees to Baltimore, which is where he is now. But yeah, in 51 games with the Rangers, where, where is his, uh, postseason? Oh yeah. Let me just go to his postseason number. Cause that was the main reason the Rangers got him. Cause like, oh yeah, he's one of the greatest postseason hitters of all time. So his, his batting average in the postseason is 300. Um, he's got a slugging percentage of 600 for his career in, in 65 postseason games. But with the Rangers, in three games, 12 plate appearances, he hit 182 on base of 250 and slugging of 182. That's it. Two hits in 12 plate appearances, both singles, one RBI, one walk. It was absolutely incredibly over- underwhelming. And I think that's the year that the Rangers got swept. I'm not exactly sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, three games. Three games, that's all it was. That was the year that they got swept by the freaking Blue Jays. Like, it's just... <sighs> it's so bad. Like, I, I'm still... Like, of all the trades, I think that's the one that I'm the most heated about. Because, like, I didn't like the Dylan Tate pick in the first place. But it's like, 
this is your this is your gem from the horrible, no good, very bad season that was 2014, and you traded him for half a year of mediocre Carlos Beltran, who didn't do a darn thing in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think that's why I have a grudge against him. And then immediately he went to Houston and like started doing well again. Um, like yeah, the next year in the postseason he hit 400 uh, on base of 500 and slugging of 600 in route to. Um, Oh, wait, no, that was just the one series. I guess he just played the one series for Houston in the playoffs. That's weird. Um, no, never mind. Yeah, that was the only series that he did anything. He was also very bad in the ALCS and the World Series. Um, he didn't have a single hit in three games and three at-bats in the World Series. So, actually, it does make me a little, feel a little bit better. But he was on fire um, against Boston in their uh, ALDS in 2017. But that was the last time that... Uh, that he was in the postseason at age 40. Gosh, they really traded their prize guy for a 39-year-old DH. Whatever. It's fine. I just want him to get some punishment. Not not just for the, the 2015 thing or 16, whatever it was, that he was here. Um, but because he cheated real bad and he deserves to be punished. Um, any closing thoughts on this cheating scandal or... Corey Kluber looking like a dad or just the Rangers spring training swag in general? Um, I think as far as like spring training goes, I um, am looking forward to really seeing how other uh, mostly pitchers uh, respond to the Astros because it kind of seems like a lot of players are already being asked their thoughts and they're being super honest. Um, they, I just saw a tweet from uh, one of the Angels beat writers um, talked to Andrew Heaney, and I think that's who it was. Um, and he did not mince words. He, uh, just to like paraphrase, he was pissed that it, how it affected other players like we had just talked about. And I kind of like hearing opposing pitchers and opposing players just being super honest because I think they have every right to be pissed at the Astros and every right to um, speak to the uh, media and to the fans about how pissed they are and um I think they deserve to be like hey this is how it affected me this is how it affected other players and we're pissed they're not apologizing they didn't apologize sooner so it's kind of good to hear that yeah they're pissed too and not just being like I'm not going to talk about it because it's another team but <laughs> um yeah I think we're going to hear a lot about that especially this week and next week and it'll be interesting once they start playing spring training games because, yeah, most of the time it's a lot of prospects playing in minor leaguers. But I, I think it'll be interesting to see how other teams not not saying that other teams are just going to completely throw at the Astros, but I'm they're probably going to play a little harder against the Astros than they do other teams. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely going to be a fight. Like I think the first weekend, like the Rangers, like maybe a lot of fights with the Astros. People just like throwing at them and like going at them and you yeah. know honestly they deserve it they deserve everything that's coming to them because if you had to spend a week or months whatever preparing your statement of how sorry you actually are then you're not sorry right and you're just doing performance art and not even good performance art <laughs> yeah well thank you guys so much baseball is back we are finally here we got all kinds of stuff that should be happening um Maybe nothing's really going to happen for like another couple weeks, but you know, it's good to just know that they're back and playing baseball and that's the important part. 
thank you guys so much for listening and uh, subscribing. Make sure you tell your friends about us. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. Ranger season is just around the corner. There's going to be some real baseball on our TVs soon enough. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, so make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, be it Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, wherever you get those. And make sure you're telling your friends all about us. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Morgan Price, at Bryce Patrick, at Locked on Rangers. We really do appreciate your support. I'm Bryce Patrick. I'm Morgan Price. And hashtag together we pod.